You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles hunting podcast brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and on this podcast, you will find tons of relevant information that will help you become more successful in the field. You'll hear product information directly from the manufacturer and success stories from guys and gals just like you. Sit back, relax, and pour a stiff drink. This episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast starts right now. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. And today, the entire podcast is dedicated to Exodus Trail Cameras. Uh, we're going to get into their new camera, the Render. It's a cell cam. We're going to talk uh, the ins and outs uh, of this trail camera, how it works, how their interface works, how those pictures get sent directly to your phone, um, an app on your phone, and uh, the ease that the ease of use for this new camera. So um, I know I'm really excited to get my hands on one. These guys are jacked to introduce it to the public. And um, man, that's that's it. Just a real short intro here today. Um, the last thing, you know, I want to do some housekeeping at the front end today. If you like this podcast, please leave a review uh, and subscribe to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, right? iTunes, Google Play Store, wherever you download your uh, podcasts, subscribe to the Nine Finger Chronicles or the Sportsman's Nation uh, podcast as well. So if you're not following Nine Finger Chronicles on Instagram or on uh, what's the other one? Facebook. <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh, Instagram or Facebook. Do that. Uh, also, the Sportsman's Nation. Follow the Sportsman's Nation on Instagram and Facebook as well. Lots of great content. Uh, or just visit the website, sportsmansnation.com. And, uh, man, I think that's a real quick intro. And uh, we're going to be talking right now with Chad Sylvester of Exodus Trail Cameras. 
We are sitting in a hotel room <laughs> with four dudes, and uh, that's not typically how I start off most of my podcasts. Thank God. <laughs> that that uh, part, the sponsorship relationship might be a little different if that was the case, huh? <laughs> but we are here in uh, a hotel room with uh, four, four dudes, and we're going to talk about some new cameras from Exodus, specifically the render, the cell camera. And I'm here with Chad Sylvester, one of the dudes from exodus and how are you doing man doing good just glad a goddamn car yeah interstate 80s long straight boring you're on your way to the iowa deer classic we're heading to des moines in the morning yep, yep. yep. you yep. have a booth there no we don't nope. no booth. we're just yeah just going out to hang out cool Took cool the weekend a couple days just off the clock yeah have a good time yeah yeah absolutely uh you need those kind of days you do yeah because one thing I've learned about the trade show season, and I've never realized this until, I didn't say the last three years, standing and talking <laughs> like, is, is not hard when you do it for an hour, but when you stand and talk and walk for eight hours, nine hours, ten hours, however long, it sucks, man. It does. The only thing I could say to that is you haven't experienced a trade show as a vendor until you've gone to Harrisburg. Yeah. I hear, I hear you, everybody talk about that. You go through Harrisburg once, and then you know. <laughs> My favorite is watching Instagram stories from people. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, day one, we're here at Harrisburg. We're having a blast. It's awesome. And then it's uh, day two, three, all that slows down. And then, like, by the end of it, there's no Instagram posts or stories. <laughs> well, to prove your point, we started a vlog. We were going to do a vlog every morning, day yeah. one, go around, like – Wicked, the Wicked booth is right, is right across from us in the Archery Hall. Uh, Cody and XOP, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, is right down the row from us. So yeah. every morning we would go around. Day one, hey, guys, what's up? what's going on? Everyone's pumped up, fired up. <laughs> day two, everyone's still energetic. Day three, the energy starts to go down a little bit because right. it's the day after the Super Bowl. Right. Day four, well, by day five, we said to hell with it. We didn't even do one because yeah. we were already burned out. People are just turning the opposite direction yeah. when they see you coming. Yeah, absolutely. So – the render, right? Yeah. Man, I, I feel like we've been talking about it for over a year anyway, yes. right? Yeah. Because I know I, I was having some conversations with you well over a year ago, and that's when you're like, dude, we're coming out with a trail camera. Keep it on the DL right now. That's It's cellular, and uh, it's going to happen. And then I got, I got all jacked up about it, and yeah. you, you gave me a little bit of a timeline, and that timeline didn't like it didn't happen right yeah. away and you yeah. had to push it back for whatever reason. But when it comes like when it comes to introducing a trail camera and I can understand, especially a new one, there's all this, you know, research development that goes into it. But how much is that multiplied when you guys are now talking on a cellular level? Well, a typical a typical project for us, a camera we can do like on an R and D phase to get to our pre-production samples is usually somewhere between nine, 12 months. Like yeah. that's what we've done with the first three cameras that we built. This camera, we started the R and D process September of 2017. Yeah. And they will not ship. So we just released it, uh, brought it to market, I guess two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. I think we opened pre like pre-sale, yeah. pre-sale campaign up and they won't ship until April until we get them in stock. So 
that's 18 months. Yeah. So, yeah, it doubled. The R&D phase doubled. Now, a lot of that, um, some of that was on us. Some of that is on, you know, meeting Verizon, you know, carrier requirements, going through yeah. the certification process, the testing process, all of that. So, it's just on the cellular level when you have to meet. And Verizon is much more stringent and strict on uh, a lot of their certification, the, the OD portal and their certification process compared to other carriers. Right. Um, and you can – you can kind of see that in the, in the trail camera marketplace when you see all these kind of white label and Chinese cameras and everyone's has the ATC certification, but you don't see those products being certified by Verizon because Verizon will not let them on their freaking network because so, they're shitty. Well, maybe not. I don't want, I don't want to say that they're shitty, but the, the testing process through the OD portal Verizon is so, uh, they're more particular on who they allow on their network because gotcha. they're, they're protecting the cust- the Verizon customer experience. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want a bad experience with a crappy product on their network because that's a bad reflection on them. Absolutely. Right? So, Absolutely. Um, they're just, it's just more stringent. Gotcha. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What is, uh, this is kind of a high level question, but mm-hmm. what is the cellular trail camera market like today? Um, like, cause I feel like everybody's coming out with one now. Well, yeah, yeah. Everybody, I mean, the, the market in general, that's the way the, that's the way the trail camera market's shifting. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, we, that's pretty apparent over the last 24 months. Um, you can get on, you know, amazon.com and search cellular trail cameras and everybody and their brother right. selling this somewhat the same camera, with a different name on it or whatever. But, um, that's the way technology is moving in, yep. the, in the trail camera world, because there's only so much you could do with a standard SD card camera. Your trigger speeds can only get so fast. Yeah. Battery life's only going to get so long flasher. I mean, there's only so much you could do there. But when you start to look at connected connected devices and being able to manage them remotely through OTA functions and um, you know giving someone because to me a cell a cell cam you're really selling yes you're selling a product but you're selling convenience you're selling time and hope of you know having better odds of harvesting an animal yeah yeah so when when we're talking just for a second i want to talk about non-cellular trail cameras is there have we reached kind of a plateau of how like trigger speed battery life that those are two like yeah pick megapixels things like that is there is it are we at a plateau to where if we start going any higher the the cost just isn't worth it anymore on some of those things um I don't. I don't necessarily think that it's cost related because I think um, as because the technology used in the trail camera world is just an overflow of what a, what other marketplaces have, yeah, right? Right. Um, so none of this stuff is specifically being being developed for trail cameras because the market's just too small. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this stuff is you're using image sensors maybe and processors from mobile devices or like CCTV or security cameras or Wi-Fi cameras. Um, so a lot of this stuff is just an overflow of other marketplaces. So. I don't necessarily think that it's plateaued for that reason. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of a plateau of how much does a tool actually need to do? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, you could use a 10 megapixel image sensor in, in, a, in a trail camera. Do you need it? Yeah. Are people willing to? So I, I think we are coming to a plateau, but I don't think it's related to, to cost necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, I keep coming back to. Like for me, I want to kill a deer. Right. Like, I don't give a shit if the picture's perfect or right. like if it's a blurry and I can identify this characteristics, I'm like, that 
trail camera served its purpose for right. me. Right. And then I know a lot of guys who are like, oh, man, this this picture's shitty. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Who, dude, yeah. who, who cares? Yeah. Who right. cares? Right. So, I mean, you know that buck is there at that time. Right. Right. So, uh, okay. So, back to the uh, the the cellular camera. The farms that I hunt have don't have very good cell coverage, right? I have I have cell coverage on the outsides, but then I drop into a river bottom or into a valley or like a big thicket, and then that uh, that connectivity gets lost. Right. So with with the render specifically, does this camera have any? I guess extra or different abilities compared to like the rest of the trail cameras, the, the cell cameras that are out there that allow it to, I guess, serve a, at a higher level. As far as receiving signal or coverage, I guess just, I guess just as an overall cell camera. I mean, the biggest advantage to what the render is compared to a lot of cameras is one, we're using a cat four module. So there's different category modules that are pre-approved by Verizon that, most of the lower end cameras are, I don't know this for certain, but I know a lot of cameras using Cat 1 modules. So, so th- for the dummy out there, what's that mean? Um, so different category modules have different capabilities. Um, now, a, a Cat 4 module uses will use less battery life. Um, it'll operate at a faster speed. It has more, um, like has GPS capabilities. Right. Um, it has better capabilities as far as uh, the antenna circuit, and antenna design integrated with band four and band 13. So band, band four and band 13 are the two, um, are the two bands that Verizon runs their 4G network on. So band 13 is their primary band. And then band four is like their overflow, their overflow band. Right. So that, that is, that is one advantage that we do have is we're using a cat four module. Okay. Um, as far as the, as far as coverage, Verizon's very stringent on the, their, their antenna tuning, their antenna uh, approval during through the OD portal. So you have to meet, all the Verizon certified products have to meet certain parameters for it to be certified. Right. So on the coverage end, it's not much different than a Spartan camera. Yeah. I mean, the the camera itself still needs coverage for it to operate. Right. So there's, with all the advantages that cell cams have, there are a couple disadvantages, or not disadvantages, but there's downsides to them. One is, the device needs to have coverage, just like yeah. your phone. The better the coverage you have, the better it's going to operate. Um, and they're hard on batteries because they're, you know, they're bouncing back and forth, right. bouncing data back and forth across the wireless network. So, so is there something within the trail camera <clears throat> that allows it to have or perform better in a lower coverage area? You can, yes and no. So you can add, um, well, the antenna design is one thing. Yeah. And people, people get, there's a misconception out there that, okay, when you look at, I don't want, I don't want to call a specific brand up, but you yeah. look at a product and it has like some wicked looking, funny, awesome, giant antenna. And you think, oh my God, this thing must have better. It's going to have better signal because it has yeah. a bigger, yep. sw- cool, cool looking antenna. Right. I'm, I'm walking around with a $1,200 iPhone. It doesn't have an antenna sticking out of it. Yeah. Does it, I mean, how well does that do? Yeah. You get to stream live videos with it, right? Yeah. So the whole trail camera marketplace is, um, there's a lot of jargon and a lot of marketing stuff that happened that really consumers are getting taken advantage of. Right. 
you know, um, and it's something we don't try to do. However, I mean, it's a compl- it's a complicated piece of equipment. Well, it is for, when it comes to design, like on your end, it's complicated, right? Yes, you have to yes. set it all up. So the marketing, it's easy for a company to take advantage of that because until you just said that right now, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't say, hey, my phone doesn't have an antenna, but can send and text pictures back and forth, right? Right. So the the consumer isn't, most consumers aren't going to know that either. Right. So like you said, I mean, that's, it's just marketing jargon. A lot of, a lot of it is. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that that's the way companies do business, but that's, you know, that's the, that's yeah. the reality. Like everyone wants to buy the newest, coolest, shiniest. So is there a, some kind of special antenna that can p- plug into? Yes. Like, okay. So there are booster antennas gotcha. that have, um, which we won't have available in March, but that's something that we'll be working on to have later in the year. Now, whether that's, again, getting like super technical, you can use omnidirectional antennas that, you know, 360 signal, or you can have directional antennas that mm-hmm. are very specific where you're pointing them in a specific direction. Yeah. Um, but that's, we haven't released that stuff yet, but gotcha. all that stuff, yeah, all that okay. stuff's out there. So when it comes to the render specifically, let's talk about some of the things that make it cool and make it awesome and why you need to, why the listeners, right? Cause you know, they hear, they hear Exodus trail camera every day on right. this podcast. Right. And we've talked about the lift. We've talked about the, the, uh, the track. Mm-hmm. So What's uh, what's awesome about this one? The biggest advantage, I mean, the hardware design is one thing, but you know, I know the viewers can't see this, but I'm showing, I got my phone out, showing you the mobile application. The mobile application is probably the most intuitive mobile application available for a trail camera. Okay, so you're talking about the app you download to your phone? Yes. yes. So we use the system, and everyone thinks, oh, cell cam, does it send, does it text me pictures to my phone? Yeah. No, that's not technically how it works. We're using a server-based platform where you're getting a push notification. And people are like, well, what's that? what the hell is a push notification? It's the same thing as like a, a Facebook. Like if you're on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or any any of those things where you have a, an alert or a push notification that comes up to your phone, Yeah, that's how our that's our mobile application is set up the same way. So right. that, that'll come over as a thumbnail. You click on the thumbnail, it opens the mobile application up. Um, to get this thing registered is really cool. So turn the camera on, turn the wireless function on. And it's going to display a bunch of a bunch of long numbers. You yeah. your IMEI number, your SIM ID number, all that stuff. And typically in the past, you'd have to call Verizon or call a company and you log all this information in and you're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. With the app, you take your phone and you hold it over the, the render, the cell cam, and you scan it in and activate it. 30 seconds. The camera's up and running. So in 30 seconds, 30 seconds. I scan the, the camera yep. and... I can turn it on and it'll start sending me pictures. Yep. It'll take you longer to enter your credit card information and to buy the data plan <laughs> than it will to file the camera. And that's one thing that, okay, so I'm loyal, right? right? But the, tr- the the cell cam wasn't ready when I needed one yeah, this year, yeah. right? So I had to go buy one because I'm trying to catch this guy stealing my shit. And I'm sitting there. I bought four of them. And... I'm I'm entering the data or like the long ass number that you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, like 14 right. digits. Then you got to enter your username. Yep. Then you have to enter your password, and it pissed me off so much I literally had to take a break. Right. Like uh, like a go outside get some fresh air type of break because I was so mad have, having to enter all this stuff. So if you're saying you've cut that time down, 
to 30 seconds, dude. That's awesome. Some, I mean, it could be faster depending on how – I mean, you just – so it's called automatic registration. You do this, and basically you just – so he's, so basically, I'm ta- I'm gonna share what you just did. You hit three buttons, and then you're gonna you're gonna scan something. That's it. That's it. Well, let's get another trail camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So the setup the setup time is nothing. No, you, you from a consumer standpoint, you're not calling Verizon. You're hands off from Verizon. Everything is done through your mobile device. So right. you're buying data. There's no annual. There's no. Do you have to have a SIM card in this? The SIM card's pre-installed. Pre-installed. So you, it comes with a SIM card pre-installed. You literally put batteries, put an SD card in it, turn it on, turn the wireless function on. Right. And that's it. Right. Okay. Any special formatting on the SD card? You should always format your SD cards. Right. No, but I Best mean practice. But I mean, f- difference from the lift or no. the. So no. if you if you use one in in a previous Exodus camera, all the formatting will be the same for this one. Well, you should ne- yes and no. So okay. every every camera, like even if you look at a Trek camera versus a Lift Two, right? Um, the codec is different in there because we're using different processors. Like even if you look at the video files, their file extensions are different. Right. One's writing AVI files. One's one's writing uh, MP MP3 files or MP4 files. Um, so regardless of what model camera you have or brand, you should always be formatting your cards and dedicating kind of two cards per camera. That's, you know, we talk about that as being best practice. Okay. And not, and that's one thing I've noticed. And I, I think we may have talked about this on a previous podcast, but I have a bag full of SD cards, right? And I have multiple, like until this past year, I had multiple different trail cameras. Right. Now I don't have the other brands. Yeah. I I'm only running Exodus. And I was using some of the SD cards in both cameras and I, I was having trouble, like I would format it, I'd reset, format it, mm-hmm. and one thing that really pissed me off, if even if I was hunting and I was like, okay, I'm walking to the stand, I just want to quick bounce this out, or I pulled a card from another camera, checked it in my truck, and then went and replaced that card on the way to the stand from a different one, right? Mm-hmm. And there was no trail cameras or no pictures in it the next time that I took it because it, even though I formatted it, mm-hmm. it still wasn't providing me pictures because of the previous mm-hmm. format that's done with a different brand of a camera yeah so explain that so every camera like i said every camera regardless of brand even uh, even like when you when we look at our couple different models mm-hmm. they're using different codecs or writing process to write on that sd card right so what happens is when you format that card you're syncing the file allocation tables on the card to the camera right so, like, if you stick your card into a computer and you hit format, the default setting should be, like, FAT32, which is a file organization structure. Those are file allocation tables. And then, like, the allocation size is 32 bits. Um, you can change that to, like, XFAT, and you can change that back and forth to different things. But when you're formatting those to a specific camera, like, I know that we have problems with covert. Yeah. Like, people who are running covert cameras, and coverts are great cameras, don't get me wrong. There's not, I'm not saying anything bad about them, but... Guys will run SD cards and covert cameras, and then put them in our cameras. There's I don't know if they attach some kind of cookie or there's something there that causes you know our right. our customers have it have issues exact, with that SD. That's card. what exactly what I was using. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I don't know exactly what it is from other brands, but yeah, it's using different codecs. Whether you know they're doing something to those file allocation tables on that card. Gotcha. There's something going on there. So it's best practice to just only switch. You, it, like let's if you have 
one brand and 10 of another brand to only keep one SD card or a couple SD cards for that right. for that off brand. Okay, right. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right, so back to the render. Yeah. I feel like we're bouncing. Yeah, we were a little bit. That's all right. That's good. That's a, that's a good information, though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a common thing. So with with uh, the render, see, we talked about the, the app. What's the name of the app? Scout, Scout Tech. Tech. Okay, so you download the Scout Tech app. Yeah. It's 30 seconds, your camera's set up. You mm-hmm. go put it up. While you set it up out in the field, mm-hmm. to, is there? do you have to test for signal strength or do you have to test for anything like that? Like how, how do you know without looking at your cell phone, mm-hmm. right? If where I want to set this has coverage, does your trail camera tell you that? Your trail camera tells you that. Okay. Yeah. And so, also the app does too. The yeah. app, app tells you that also. So as soon as you fire that camera on, it'll send a status report. And what that status report is going to show you is your battery life, the space on your SD card, uh, how many photos that, that camera's taken. It's going to give you your signal strength. It's going to give you what firmware version you're running, what, uh, I don't know, there's a list of, I could probably look at A whole at bunch it. of stuff. Yeah, a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Right. And you can request that at any any point in time. So there's OTA functions, which OTA is just an acronym for over the air. Anything you could do with a camera in your hand, anything, Yeah. you could do with your mobile device. So anything. I, so I can change all the settings through the app, Yeah. sync it, and it, uh, and it can. Anything. Get, yeah. Any, anything you want to do. Okay. You change your mode, image size, burst counts, time format, anything. You can you can format your SD card. You can tell take a picture. You can tell take a video. Change the video length. Right. Anything you want to do, except physically turn that camera on and off. Okay. That's it. So, I don't know. I'm going off on a, uh, a tangent here again. But how how far or how close <laughs> are we to turning on my turning on my phone, opening up the app, hitting a button, and live streaming what's in front of that camera? Not far. Not far. It's it's man. That's let nuts. me. You could do it now. There's the the chipsets and the modules are available to do it now. The problem is whether or not people are going to want to pay for it. Yeah. On a cellular end, because you're going to be paying for you're going to be paying for that data now. When you're able to do that, like through Wi-Fi, you know, wirelessly through Wi-Fi, not cellular, then it's a different story. Right. But there's not Wi-Fi in the middle of the woods yet. There's not, but there's, yeah. Stuff we'll coming? Just, may, uh, not from, <laughs> oh, okay. There's, yeah. We'll just, it's not far. Yeah. It's not far. So, like, like modems, portable modems? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, just think of your, your, your wireless device. If you have cellular signal right here, mm-hmm. like this cell phone, you can create a hotspot with it. Yeah. And you have Wi-Fi. All of a sudden, you can be out in the woods. If this, if this thing has service... You can create Wi-Fi from your phone. Yeah. It's there now. That's it's nuts, just whether man. or not. Again, like all this stuff is, uh, you know, a lot of the hardware and technology, it's just overflow from other other right. marketplaces. So yeah. you can look at the bell curve and look to see where like VR and stuff is going in other mm-hmm. other industries. And three to five years, it'll be in the trail camera world. How far are, are we off until I can shoot a deer from my couch? <laughs> It's got to be coming. <laughs> it, it probably is. Because just imagine that. Like, okay, so turn my camera on over a food plot. Oh, man, there's a deer. Hit a button, and your trail camera shoots a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, something like that. Uh, that's, that's the funny. future, man. That's crazy. It could be. Yeah. Would, now, we would be first in market if we did that. Okay. Now, would you would you feel right about that? 
what I feel right. I mean, like, I mean, okay, this is I'm, – I'm going off crazy here, but like, no, would, would, you, would you feel right about live streaming a food plot? Uh-huh. Man, there's a deer here right now, and you backdoor him, and yeah. you – you would do that? Are you cool? Like, how how far does that go to the point where we we start talking about ethics? Ethics. Now, this is a good, this is a deep this is a deep conversation yeah. because there's a lot of stuff going on in the West. And here's would I do that? Would I personally do that? I I don't think I would. No. And maybe yeah. I mean, if it's desperation mode, like day before the season, and I'm live streaming my food plot because there's 24 hours left and deer shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I probably go in there and kill him. Yeah. Um, but it's just like. The, the camera itself, I mean, you can hang these things in an area where you have cell service over a bed, right? Right. Buck comes in bed, you get a picture. I mean, that's the other thing. So we have the fastest transmission times because of that Cat that cat 4 module. We have the fastest transmission times. How fast? 20, 25 seconds. From the time it takes a picture. 25 to... seconds from the time it takes a picture, it's in your phone. Jesus. Right? Dude, that's nuts because the camera that I bought averaged 12 minutes from the time it took the picture to the... <sighs> Well, you guys are laughing. You guys are laughing because you're well, in, you're in it, right? And right. I th- I thought that was good. I'm like, oh shit! If I got it, if I got a picture of a buck, twelve minutes ago, and I was near the farm, yeah, I there's there's a chance I I would know just through me hunting that farm, right? What what path general, he's taken, general direction, right? Yeah. And get in front of him somehow. Well, some of that is dependent on signal strength too, right? So if you're at one bar, or two bars, or something that. You know, just like your phone. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that extends that period of time. But full full signal, you're 25 seconds. Okay. So back to the back to the yeah, ethics. ethics thing. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, you can hang these things over a bed. Deer comes in, bed's down. You get a picture in 25 seconds. You know, you can go and set up within 50 yards of that bed or maybe even try to sneak in and, uh, you know, stalk in on them. Maybe if you're shotgun hunting or yeah. rifle hunting or whatever, make a shot. You know, the deer can still get up and go in any direction. But it's the same thing. Like, you could also carry a rifle in your pickup truck with a spotlight and drive around at night yeah. and shoot them out of, the, uh, out of a bean field. So it's, to me, it comes down to personal ethics and how you're using gear. Right. 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 I mean, you're never going to, you're never going to eliminate all of it. People are going to use them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's personal ethics. So as this technology becomes more advanced and more advanced and you know we've already joked about some of the stuff to do that could be done with it do you think that the evolution of the hunter is being changed and specifically let's say the bow hunter right if i if i can go out and put a uh, trail camera up it takes a picture of a buck in 25 seconds i'm able to find a path where he's going somewhere shape or form i don't need to learn about sign Mm -hmm. i don't need to learn about really where they're betting only mm-hmm. that i have the trail camera in somewhat of a good spot right does does this is this technology kind of a, a gateway to the a complete change of hunting strategy for bow hunters um speaking loosely yes yeah yeah i, th- I think it does but i think i think you're you're one percenters i mean the guys guys like cody DeQuisto, guys um i mean, the guys that are killing the, hardcore. the guys that are going in and killing deer every year and killing big deer and they're doing it on purpose with purpose on specific animals those guys it's not going to affect them because they're going in reading signs scouting right i mean they're still doing the same things that you know they're still going in cutting tracks they're boots on the ground scouting things that 
as of now are even a lost art. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it does changes, it changes the mass, but I don't, I don't think it changes necessarily the guys that are getting it done year in and year out. Right. If that but, makes sense. Yeah. But the mass, right. And I, and I'm talking specifically about the hunting industry as a whole, because we're losing yes. hunters, right? Yes. I don't, I see this almost working to bring hunters in because it's making it easier to locate deer. Right. And Mm -hmm. one thing that I've, I mean, I've talked with people on the podcast hundreds of times about, yeah, man, you know, hunting was hard. Bow hunting was hard. So I put it up for a while. Right. So they put, they stop because it's not easy. right? Right. And now we have technology that gives them more information Mm -hmm. about what they need to do and decisions that that they need to make. I just feel like this is, you know, putting ethics aside, you know, wherever you stand or people stand on, on whether or not, Hey, I I got a, you know, I got a picture of a buck 25 seconds ago. I either changed stands or I got, I got dressed real quick and I, I had him off or I backdoored him or whatever. I just see this as like a gateway into getting more people excited about deer hunting. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great freaking point. That's something I never, I mean, we've gone, we're in this every day. So some of this, like yeah. some of the stuff that it's glazed over, like we don't think about some, some things like that, but no, that's a great point. Like it, it's, it is going to make it easier for people to be involved in a sport. It's going to be, there's no doubt that these cellular cameras give people an advantage or increase their odds of success. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would agree with that. that it, yeah. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> back to the render. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about the app. We've talked about, um, you know, being able to change the settings. Is there anything cool, anything else cool about it? Uh, whether it's the camera itself or the, the app itself, the scout look app. Yeah. The, so the app, um, one of the, there's a social aspect to it. Okay. Um, so guys like yourself that have a giant social following, you can actually go on that app and share that camera with anyone in the freaking world, the app's free to download. So it's got tech app's free to download. You could share that with up to 10 other people on the app. Now we're going to, for influencers and whatnot, there'll be kind of a different program, which we'll maybe talk sometime later privately about that. But anyone that has the app as a regular consumer, you can share the camera up with up to 10 people and then they have viewership access or they can have admin access. So if you're on a lease or a club and you know, one guy went out and bought 20 of these things or whatever, but there's eight guys on a lease. You can give access to all eight guys on the lease. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be cool to, uh, and they, they can, so one person sets it up mm-hmm. but, and then gives admin access Could, to yeah. whatever. Yeah. Admin there's, so there's two different, uh, two different gateways, I guess there. One is viewership access where you're only going to see the photos. Yeah. And then there's admin access where you can control the cameras. Ch- yeah. Change it. And then on the back end. Um, it's really easy as far as organizing your data. And that's one thing that I'm terrible about. And we, t- we talk about collecting uh, data logs on deer, like annual data logs. And I'm really bad about organizing files and whether I'm using deer lab or I'm just doing it on my, my PC, like yeah. it takes time, right? Right. This, I mean, it's so much easier. All, the, all your photos come to your phone. You, you tag your photos, filter them, whatever, do, I mean, do whatever. You filter them by camera, location, specific tags. Does it bring in? It, does it bring in all the weather data to like Deer Lab? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because that's. I mean, dude, I love Deer yeah. Lab. Yeah. Deer Lab's awesome. So yeah. you're saying it's going to have some some kind of functionality like that? I mean, so Scout Tech. Here's here's oh, another, Scout Tech. Yeah. Here's I another said it wrong last time. No, no worries. There. Here's the advantage of what we're doing. 
is we are not a software company. Right. Right? We are a product company. Yeah. Scout Tech, this is what they do for a living. They write software for a living. Mm -hmm. Any tweaks, changes, uh, evolutions, they're doing this 24-7, just like we're looking at products 24-7. Yeah. So there's already stuff that they're looking at. Um, AI, bringing in external weather data, uh, APIs with Google Maps to drop pins and locations. and Photo, so photo recognition? AI, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's already... I mean, that stuff's already happening. Yeah. Um, whether, I don't know how soon that will be done, but yeah. Right. So anything else? I don't think. Fe features, functions, any... anything like that? Has It has all the same kind of normal features and functions yeah, like could... the like the Lyft 2 does? Yeah, so same uh, same chipset, same processor. Able to? Are you able to... Does it have a LCD screen yep. on it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Same all... shell design, same... Megapixel settings. Same image sensor. Yeah. Okay. Everything's the same. So you could shut this camera, turn the wireless function off, and run it as a Lift 2. Okay. So the Lift, Lift 2 cameras, what are $229, whatever, mm -hmm. or another 100 bucks, you get a cell camera. So what? So the price point's 335 335 Where's yeah. that rank? Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> you just said something that blew me away. It's 25 seconds to mm -hmm. get a trail camera or a picture from a trail camera to your phone. Mm-hmm. $330, where's that set on the rest of the, I mean, is it there's me some, medium? I know, I mean, obviously Reconyx, right? They're the top of the line, yeah, you're talking thousands of dollars. Yeah, $1,200. Bucks. Right. Um, we're cheaper than, I think, Spartan, Cover. I think most of them are coming in. Now, here's the difference, too. If you start looking at AT&T cameras and Verizon cameras, again, like there's certification costs that go along with each of those products. Mm -hmm. So typically what you'll see is Verizon products are more expensive than AT&T products. Right. Because people have to recoup the certification costs. Right. Um, but as far as, you know, apples to apples, most, like, again, I hate well, to say other brands, but well, there's you're also, you're also direct. Yes. And that we're about, plays a big part. We're about 70 to $80 cheaper than most. On average. Big name. Yeah. Reputable cellular, Verizon cellular cameras. Now, there's cameras that you could buy for $160 too. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing to look at when you're looking at a cell cam is, one, you're buying the damn thing because you want to set it up in a remote area and you don't want to go in there, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to be able to control it from a mobile device or your PC. Mm -hmm. So why in the hell would you buy a cellular camera that you can't control with OTA functions of your phone? Right. You're defeating the freaking purpose. Right. So regardless of what brand you buy, make sure... Make sure you can control it from your phone. Right. I mean, that's the that's the essence of the product. And make sure that you're not paying for the app. Yeah. And a lot of other, a lot of companies, you know, you download a free app. Yeah, it's free. But then when you want the OTA functions, it's an upcharge. Now all of a sudden you're paying an extra five dollars a month or three dollars a month for the app. Right. Or right. you're paying to download the HD pictures. Okay. So you mentioned it just five seconds ago, putting it in a remote place and not having to touch it. Right. Yeah. Is there a specific strategy involved? Like with non-cell cameras, right? Mm -hmm. I want to put them in a spot where I'm going to get as much, as many pictures as I want, but mm -hmm. I also have to start thinking about how I'm accessing that camera throughout the year so I'm not putting any additional pressure right. on my hunting property. Mm -hmm. With this, it's a little bit different, mm -hmm. right? And I, But it's also different from the point of, hey, you got to have service for it, right. right? So what kind of strategy would you recommend if you had one or two? two or maybe hell even five of these cameras and how you would use it with 
Well, mean, if I had one, right? If I'm the average guy, I have one cell cam. I'm probably gonna be focusing my efforts around the rut. I would assume if I'm one guy mm-hmm. with one camera, um, I would have that camera set up in a doe bedding area or a travel corridor from food to a doe bedding area with an external power source running in real time. So I'm getting those pictures every 25 seconds, mm-hmm. and I'd be monitoring that from you know the end of end of October to November whatever november 20th or whatever you know yeah. whatever my vacation time was and i would only be turning it on during that time like if i know that i'm not going to be able to hunt if i'm not if i don't have the time if i'm at work you know on my nine to five the whole month of october then why would i have the damn thing turned on i'd only turn it on for the month that i'm going to use it right right now, if i had five or six of them it'd be a little different i would i'd have them in bedding areas i would have them probably on a food source um dough bedding areas uh i mean pinch points yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. that's I'm, cool that's cool um so when it's out there and it's soaking and it, you let's say we're using it just like what you said on real time capturing every you know all the data as fast as possible you got that what kind of service plans are available because you know depending on where you have these cameras you could get a picture every minute oh, for yeah. five weeks yeah. Right. So, so what kind of plans are there available? That's a good question. That's one of the questions we get the most. And it's something that we all, we all, I always forget to talk about, yeah. like when we're talking about this stuff. Um, so there's no contract there's no annual contract. So it's a month, it's a month to month service. You turn right. it on and off as you see fit. Um, we do shared plans or pooled plans, which allows you to have multiple devices on a single data plan. Mm-hmm. So there's a line charge of $7 per device. So every month that that device is active, you're paying $7 for the device itself. Okay. Um, it's like kind of a pass-through charge from you know from Verizon to the consumer or whatever. And then a data plan starts at $3. So $3 will get you 25 megabytes, which is about 500, about 500 images. Yeah. Uh, the nighttime stuff is about 15 kilobytes, which is super small. Daytime stuff could be 50 to 60, depending on how much color is there. Now, with videos, we do, we do, uh, we do have video capabilities, so the video stuff is a little bit different. Um, but then it goes all the way up to five gigs, six gigs. You can run as much data as you want. Yeah. Um, but with the pooled plans, if you have one camera, it's never going to be cheaper than $10 a month okay. with one camera. Cause you're paying seven bucks. The lowest, the lowest data plan is $3. So that's $10 for one camera. Now, if you have multiple devices on a single plan, you could drive that cost down. If you, let's say you buy the, uh, the one gig plan for $20 right. and you have, five six cameras on it right you know, one gig is that's a lot of a lot of freaking pictures i'm not very good at math uh-huh. so what 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 is one gig thousand kilobytes uh, okay so it's a megabyte so a number of pictures um i could i could tell you in a second um i want to say the gig is twenty thousand pictures okay average All right. is, is roughly twenty twenty thousand pictures so you'd be happy your camera would be hauling ass if you're capturing oh my god twenty thousand pictures in a month well here's the other thing everyone's like well i could you know, we just came back from Harrisburg, and you know, of course, we're pitching this thing to yeah. consumers, and they're like, well, "I get eight thousand pictures a week." Yeah, this isn't a device that you're necessarily going to want to set up over a feeder and get fifty pictures of the same damn doe that's right. sitting there for ten minutes. Like, that's not. Re- I mean, you could absolutely, if that's what you want to use it for, use it. Yeah, but that's not really what the product's designed to do. Right. But you, I mean, teach their own. You know. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, I'm very intrigued, especially like the app is different 
and I would I'm going to say better than the one that I had to I was forced to buy because you guys weren't ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, the app's better. Sounds like the camera's better, and just the functionality overall. Where do you see cell cams? I mean, we we talked about it a little bit, but are we? Is is there? Is there anything else that is coming down the pipe that you can talk about as far as maybe cell cams or, or maybe a different or, or going completely opposite, even further south than the track and going for a camera that is, I don't know, takes one picture, you know, like just with us from us yeah, or just basic. I mean, the basic or higher end or fill in the gaps or where I just want to take a break, man. Yeah. I just want to take like a two month break from the development process and yeah. So, I mean, we, we are working on, we, we are, we have some things that are a little bit down the road, but yeah. nothing, nothing immediate. No, gotcha. Not, not from us. Okay. Cool, man. I just need to, I need to recoup a little bit. Yeah. Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's, that's a good thing. Cause a lot of the times what happens is, uh, especially what I found out in the hunting industry, you have a, you have these companies, right? And they're only putting out product because they feel they need to put out product right. to compete with, I mean, bows specifically, yeah. right? Like how many, t do you really need to put out a new bow every year right. to stay? Right. I mean, oh, the cam is just a little bit different or right. the limb is at a different angle and it does the same exact thing. Right. So yeah, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, well, we've been talking about trail cameras for a long time. <laughs> What else do you got to say? Uh, maybe quick pitch to the guys who haven't picked one up yet, whether that's a, you know, a Trek, a lift or a, uh -huh. or a render, why they need to, I mean, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to talk maybe a little bit about the, the warranty, the, yeah. all that stuff. The biggest thing with us is, you know, we know we're not for everyone. There's yeah. guys that are going to buy $50 cameras or $25 Tascos from Walmart and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But we want to be able to service, you know, being direct to consumer, that's the life hood of our, right. of our company. We can't do the things that we do without being consumer direct. So for us, it's more of being able to take care of the end consumer through the warranty. So mm -hmm. the five-year warranty, if your camera's damaged or stolen, something crazy happens. So we had a camera uh, that came in the shop uh, last week sometime. It was in a flood, you know, water levels came up. It actually froze. It was still like, uh, it's like backwater off a, off a creek or mm -hmm. river and it froze and actually exploded the, exploded the entire camera. Camera wow. was three years old, but you know, the guy called and he was all distraught about it. And it was like, he was like, Hey, is this, is this covered under, under the warranty? And it's like, well, no, that's not covered under the, the five-year manufacturing warranty, but it's covered under the damage policy. Like if you want to mm -hmm. get another one, it's 50% off. Like that's our cost. Mm -hmm. And that's a way for us to take care of those people and drive depth in, in our customer base. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for us, it's just about, we don't need to sell 100,000 cameras a year. We can do 20,000 cameras a year. Make no, no, no one's getting rich here, but we can make a living. We can take care of all those people that are buying our products, and everybody wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. And the, my, whenever I do a commercial, right, we have these commercials on the podcast and whenever I do one about Exodus, my favorite thing to say is the trail cameras work, yes. right? Because in the past I have had trail cameras that I formatted the cards. Mm -hmm. I've turned it on. The battery's life is full and the damn things still don't take pictures. And we've all been there. How pissed off a dude gets, you know, he's throwing a three-year-old temper tantrum yep. in the middle of the woods when 
<laughs> you know, it's like, I just wasted two goddamn weeks on this. And yep. you get, oh, anyway, uh, I'm just getting mad thinking about it. So, yeah, I mean, you're one, losing time. That's yeah. The most so, asset in your so life. one thing, and I, I feel, I love saying this because it's true. Every time I've turned an Exodus trail camera on and I've left it and I've came back to it, it has taken pictures every single yep. time and it's worked every single yep. time, period. Well, well, here's the thing. Our, yes, our products are designed to last five years. You know, that's what they're built for. Is everyone going to last five years? No. I mean, there are going to be some outliers that fail. That's just, that's the nature of, you know, consumer electronics, manufacturing. That's, that's part of the game. But if something does happen, we pride ourselves in customer service. Like right. we will, there's two freaking camera, like all these camera companies in, in the, in the marketplace. How many camera companies do you think actually physically work on cameras? I have no clue. Two. Two. Two camera companies. Out of all these camera manufacturers, two of them physically work on products. When, now, when you say physically, you mean are putting them together? No, I mean like when if you, have a, if you have a problem with a camera, let's say PIR goes bad or your IR filter gets stuck. Mm-hmm. So your IR filter is the thing that drops uh, between like transition periods and daytime, nighttime. That's what allows the camera to capture the light at night, like the right, flash. Right. So like if it's stuck, you get like the you'll get pink photos right. during the day. Right. How many people, there's two, us and Reconyx, there's two people that will physically get that camera back, take it apart and fix the problem, service the product. Right. So that's why you hear horror stories of people like saying, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Like trail camera company saying, well, yeah. there's nothing we can really do about that. Yeah. Right. Woo. That's pretty cool. That, man, that's a testament right there in itself. Yeah. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> but that's life in general. Yeah. Right? No doubt. Well, that's awesome, man. So, well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you Absolutely, for taking time man. to uh, do this and, and chat a little bit. I, I know we're going to, uh, if you're listening to this right now, I'm also in five or ten minutes or whenever we decide to do this, I'm going to be on the Trail Cam Radio podcast. Yes, sir. So go over and check that uh check that out as well and uh man it's been a pleasure yes sir thanks man ladies and gentlemen another podcast in the books big thanks to chad and the exodus crew uh they've been supporting this podcast from day one and uh, i really appreciate uh, everything that they've done uh in their support uh so again go check out exodus uh, the, all the Exodus cameras at uh, exodusoutdoorgear.com and check out their social, check out my social, check out, you know, social. <laughs> uh, other than that, man, I'm going to keep it short. Um, I hope everybody has a good week. If you're going to be in a tree, I always say this, if you're going to be in a tree, please wear your damn safety harness. Have a good week. <laughs>